Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 10th, 2019. I'm teaching a brand new series called Grace and Truth. I started it yesterday. This is part two of the series and got, the Lord gave me a lot today, so I need to get into it. But the title of today's message is An Abundance of Grace and the Gift of Righteousness. Through Christ Jesus, we have an abundance of God's grace and a gift, and that gift is righteousness. We have been declared right. God has declared us right because of Jesus. It's not that I could ever earn my righteousness, but because of Jesus, I was made right. We have an abundance of God's grace and the gift of righteousness in Christ Jesus. This is found in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. I'm going to read for you Romans 5 and 17 from two different translations from the New King James Version and the Passion Bible. Romans 5 and 17, New King James says this, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, then much more will those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. And the Passion Bible says, death once held us in his grip by the blunder of one man. Death reigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of God's grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. So because of Adam, death reigned. Because of one man. Because of one man, death reigned over this world. And we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Because of Adam, sin and death were introduced into the world. But because of another man, one man, his name is Jesus. The Bible calls him the last Adam. But because of the last Adam, Jesus came to get us out of everything that Adam got us into. Because of Jesus, now, instead of death reigning, grace is reigning. We used to be in the grip of death, Paul says, but now we're in the grip of God's grace. And we've been made right. We've been declared right. We have an abundance of grace, grace that will not run out. And we have the gift of righteousness, righteousness that cannot be earned because it's a gift. You don't earn a gift. You just receive a gift. So let's talk about the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I'll deal with grace first. So an abundance of grace, you have grace from sin, past sin, present sin, future sin. You have the grace of God towards you for sin because of Jesus. And not only do you have grace uh, from sin, you have grace for a purpose. So it's not, you're not supposed to live sin conscious or sin minded or just consuming yourself with rules and okay, well, let me do this right now that I'm born again. And now let me try to abstain from this, abstain from that. I, I got it. You're, if you're led of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5 and 16 says you're not going to sin. So, so you're not focused on just sin. You're focused on purpose. And so you're like, okay, now that I'm born again, I have to find, follow, and finish my purpose. Now that I'm born again, I have to discover, develop, and, and deploy into my purpose. Now that I'm born again, I have to go do what it is that God sent me to this planet to do from the foundations of the world. And as I'm focused on that, I'm not focused on sin, and I'm not focused on my past. The devil wants you focused on your past. God wants you focused on his purpose. See, when you are, are born again, God is not holding your mistakes against you. 2 Timothy 2 and 13 from the Amplified Bible says, even when we are faithless towards God, when we do not believe, when we're untrue to him, he remains faithful towards us. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his righteous character. Then he says, Paul says, for God cannot deny himself. See, under the old covenant, 
You had to do right to be right. Uh, under the old covenant, you had to do right for God to bless you. Everything was about what you did. It was, everything was about human performance. When you walked away from God, he allowed you to face whatever you face without his power, without his protection, without his peace. But under the new covenant, once you're born again, you're covered by the blood of Jesus. You've been ascended into heavenly places, seated at the right hand of the Father with Christ Jesus. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Once you're born again now and all of this happens, you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's delight. When God looks at you and you're born again, he sees that you're covered by the blood of his son. He sees that you're filled with his spirit. He sees that you're called according to his work and his plan and his, and his purpose. So Paul says, when God looks at you now, he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny what he placed inside of you. Even when you are faithless towards him, he will not be faith, faithless towards you. He will be faithful towards you for he cannot deny himself. Let me say it this way. When the devil looks at you, he sees sin. When God looks at you, he sees his son and he cannot deny himself. He says, that's my son. That's my daughter. I called them for such a time as this. And he's going to work with you through the power of the Holy Spirit to become, to overcome the challenges, to overcome whatever sin you're entangled with so that you can be free to become the man, the woman that God called you to be from the foundations of the world. Say amen to that. Hebrews 8 and 12 uh, teaches us that God is not even holding sin against us. In Hebrews 8 and 12, the writer of Hebrews is talking about a better covenant that's based on better promises. And he says, listen, under this new covenant, God says, I will be merciful to your unrighteousness and your sins and your iniquities. I will not remember anymore. God is not holding these things against you. God is merciful to your unrighteousness. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. You are called according to the plan and the work of God. He's not holding this against you. He's not even remembering it. So when God looks at you now, he's focused on moving forward and not moving backward. But let me just pause for a moment because people sometimes misunderstand. They don't understand grace and they try to take it as a license to sin. Let me just make this very clear. Grace is not a license to sin. You are not free to sin. You're free from sin. Once you're born again, you're free from the power of sin. So sin has no power over you. You should be free from sin. You should go and sin no more. So if you see grace as, oh, now I can do whatever I want. I'm going to sin. Then you don't, you, you may not even know Jesus. Uh, you may not be born again. You're not listening to the Holy Spirit at all. And let me be very clear about um, the consequences of sin. You're still going to reap whatever you sow. Be not deceived. Paul said, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap, right? So sin, if you're born again, cannot unravel your righteousness. That's true. I mean, if you're born again, you're righteous because of Jesus, because what he did, not what you do, but it can unravel your life. Let me say that again. Sin cannot unravel your righteousness, but it can unravel your life. You mess around in sin, you're still going to have to deal with the consequences of that sin. And so, so it, you may still be born again. I got it. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be living your best life. It doesn't mean that you're going to be experiencing God's best. So don't live in sin. If you're born again, it's time to move forward and not backward. You're free from sin. So walk away from it and never turn back. Galatians 5 and 16 once again says, if you're led of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to sin. So, so grace is, is in an empowerment to do what God has called us to do. And God will never lead you to sin. So don't judge your future by your past. Judge your future by God's purpose. Repent. If you do sin, repent. Receive forgiveness from God. Forgive yourself and move forward. God is not through with you and he wants to use you by his grace. He, he wants to use you not because you're so good, but because he is. And then the second thing I'm talking about today is the gift of righteousness. 
So in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, I actually mentioned this yesterday. The Bible says, God made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So think about this. Think about Jesus. This is Jesus. This is us. So Jesus, there was no sin in Jesus. He knew no sin. He had never sinned in his life. He was completely righteous, right? So God had to make him sin. He, God made him sin because he was never sin. So there was no sin in him. So God actually put sin on him, our sin on him. God made him sin. And then think about us. Here we are. We are sinful. We are not righteous. We are not righteous at all. And so God made him sin. Why? So he could make us righteous. So God took our sin and put it on Jesus. God took his righteousness and put it on us. And so now that's the great exchange. So now in Christ Jesus, God took our sin and put it on him. He was made sin. He was not, there was no sin in him, but he was made sin and we were not righteous at all. And we were made righteous. So now because of Jesus, you have been declared righteous. It's not that you are righteous because of what you do. It's not that you are righteous because of what, of what you failed to do. You are only righteous because of what Jesus did. And this righteousness was imputed unto you. This righteousness was attributed to your account. This righteousness was put on you. You were declared righteous. You were made righteous because of Jesus. Once you're in Christ Jesus, you are right. You are right with God. You have a right standing with God. You have an abundance of grace and a gift. It's the gift of righteousness. Say, I'm right with God. All right. So what does this mean to you today? I've already shared a bunch, but let me give you five quick things as I close. Number one, God loves you. Look at me. God loves you despite your flaws. He loves you by his unearned and amazing grace. Number two, God wants to bless you because he's good, not because you are. <laughs> Number three, God knows you are not perfect. And guess what? He called you anyway. Number four, all God is looking for you is to believe. When you believe and you receive God's grace, then you can flow in the supernatural. You could do the impossible because it's God living on the inside of you. He will do it. He will give you the words. He will perform the work. That's John 14 and 10. And then number five, and finally, the law was focused on man working for God under the grace of God under this new covenant. It's focused on what God has already done for us. So your work is to believe. Open up your heart and believe. You believe and receive what God planned to do in your life from the foundations of the world, not because you're good, but because he is. When you open up your heart and say, okay, Lord, listen, I know that I'm not good enough. I would never be good enough, but you were good enough for me. So now I'm giving you the remainder of my days. I don't know how many more days I have on this planet, but for the rest of my days, my feet will be bound to the path that you established for me from the foundations of the world. So I give my heart open to, over to you. Holy Spirit, lead me. You tell me what to do. You tell me where to go. You tell me what to say when I get there. You, you, call, you can use me to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. You can use me to fund kingdom projects all over the world. I, I'm here. Whatever you want to do in my life, I want you to use me. Use me to minister. Use me to talk to people. You want to use me in business. Use me in business. You want to use me with money. Use me with money. You want to use me with miracles. Use me with miracles. I don't know what you call me to do, but whatever, whatever you call me to do, I'm a servant. I'm in your hands. I'm here. Here I am, like Isaiah said, send me whatever you need, whatever you call me to do. I'm ready to do it because I'm ready to become the man, the woman that you call me to be from the foundations of the world in Jesus Christ. I have an abundance of grace to do whatever it is that you call me to do because it's you doing it in me and I have the gift of righteousness. I've been declared right and I'm right with you. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I went fast today because I had a lot to say. I want you to lift up your voice now and say this. Say, Father... I thank you for loving me enough to plan out my existence before the world began. You knew when and where I would be born and it was connected to my why. I am not a mistake.
I am here on purpose. You knew I would be born a sinner because of Adam, but you also knew in advance that I would accept the gospel and be made righteous and be born again because of Jesus. Now, you allow me to make my own decisions and you already planned out my life in accordance with your foreknowledge of my decisions. You made plans to bless me. The more I understand your grace and this gift of righteousness, the more free I am to enjoy the life Jesus died to give me. So I declare that I have no pressure on me to perform. I open up my heart to your grace and your grace empowers me to win every time. I will become the man or woman I was born to be and I'm going to change the world because it's not me doing it. It's you, Father, living in me, giving me the words and performing the work. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please listen, apply it and Prosper. I went fast today, so you might want to watch this video again. But listen, get this down in your heart. Through Christ Jesus, you have an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So go into this day. Know that the power of God is on you to do whatever he leads you to do. And don't entangle yourself again with sin. You're not free to sin. You're free from sin. Walk in the righteousness that Jesus Christ established for you. Do me a favor. Before you leave the screen, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. I love you. More importantly, God loves you. God bless you.